This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Oh, it's Throwback Thursday, and we got a lot to do. We got Nick's stories on and off the court. Let's do it right now on ESPN New York Tonight. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, yeah, that's the number we want to talk to you. Have our conversations rolling on ESPN New York tonight. Along with Nikki and Giselle, we're here till midnight. And then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons taking over to continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. We have our Twitter poll question for you up and ready to go. At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Do you believe? Leon Rose is the right choice as Nick president. Very simply, yes or no. Very simple, yes or no. I must admit that we toyed with the idea of putting in, do you know who Leon Rose is? I thought We thought about it. But we know that basketball fans know who he is because he's got a number of big-time clients. So a couple things. This was, this kind of caught me by surprise. Yes, we knew that they were toying with agents. We ran you some audio from the Michael K show earlier in the week where they had spoken to a number of guys. Uh, Rich Paul was here on the show a couple of weeks ago on the Michael K show and they spoke about, uh, him possibly being interested in the job. But clearly you couldn't do that. I mean, after Kevin Durant's hanging out in Brooklyn, you wouldn't hire him here. Okay, you know that. So, but, but, so you had the idea, it was out there in the universe that they were possibly considering an agent type going into the future. And when I first heard about it, like I said, I was a little surprised. I was like, but keep this in mind. He is the president. He's not the general manager. So he's not the guy that's going to be on the phones. Usually, although Steve Mills was on the phones before he left, but usually your president is not on the phones. Okay. Usually it's your general manager who's doing that. And and we'll find out after Rose gets hired and gets settled in who his staff will be. If he is a smart guy and he is a smart guy, uh, he will surround himself with veteran NBA folks who can help him navigate a new era for him to help him navigate a new experience. And he'll hire, I hope a veteran general manager who will be able to, you know, make the right moves, get in the lingo, do what he needs to do. Obviously he will have a strong salary cap guy. And obviously he will have a strong of, you know, Smart, a strong, smart, genius guy who's going to go through all the analytics that they are in the NBA. Reaction was interesting. We begin with the jump. Zach Lowe was there and his thoughts on Leon Rose and the Knicks. They didn't have time to wait around for some of their more preferred candidates, whether it's Masai Ujiri or somebody else. Whoever is going to get that job wants to make this draft pick. This is going to be another high draft pick. It might be the most valuable asset that the Knicks have, and they're going to want to hire the head coach, whoever that ends up being. So there's sort of a timeline expediency thing here. Look, we'll see how he does. I mean, Leon is a good basketball mind. He's very well connected. You've already surely rattled off all the current stars that he represents. But, you know, we'll see. Can't get any worse. Stephen A. Smith on first take this morning. Can Rose deliver the players? Here's what it comes down to. 
William Wesley, Worldwide West. Leon Rose, do you have enough friends to facilitate you getting talent to Madison Square Garden? Remember, these are the dudes that were representing Andrea Bonyani mm-hmm. when the New York Knicks traded for him. We know that didn't work out well. Oh, well, that was and a great had, trade. Talking about, they had a chance to get LaMarcus <laughs> Aldridge. They had a chance to get LaMarcus Aldridge, but Leon Rose, along with Wes, obviously had a relationship with Dolan, and they went the route of Bonyani instead of LaMarcus Aldridge. At that particular time, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. All I'm saying is I'm looking at it, and what we have to pay attention to is Who's the coach that's going to be hired? And are you going to be able to get some players? Ian Begley on Bart and Han. Initially, I was surprised because I thought in a perfect world, uh, Masai Ujiri was at the top of their list. And obviously, there were hurdles there that they felt were insurmountable with regards to the compensation uh, to Toronto and maybe to Ujiri himself. And then so you turn the page and you say, okay, what's plan B? I thought plan B would have maybe been a Sam Presti or another exec, but clearly they felt like they needed to bring in somebody now. And if you're going to bring in an agent, you know, there's not many people better uh, than Leon Rose if you're going to go that route. And I say that because he has so much experience in this league, you know, the last 20 plus years of representing top players. And I know that there's trepidation about bringing an agent, a guy who doesn't have uh, strong front office experience. I get that. But when you talk about somebody who's done it for so long, you know, they have a 360-degree view of the league and how the league works, and they have relationships with GMs, presidents, owners, players, because of the seat that they sat in. So I think that is an important point to make here because it's not like Leon Rose comes in totally wet behind the ears. He comes in with all that experience and those those relationships. Um, So if you're going to go the agent route, again, not many people you could have brought in better than Leon Rose, in my opinion. Dave Rothenberg from Rothenberg, Canty, and DiPietro working overtime on the Will Kane show this afternoon on Leon Rose. You hired a guy who has absolutely no experience as far as running a team is concerned. Is there a chance that Leon Rose is sensational and does a wonderful job and, you know, the Knicks sign Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker and they bring in all this talent? I, I guess there is. But it's hard, guys. So for my money, the right move would have been if I had to trade next year's number one that Dallas gave me and the deal for Porzingis and this number one that I just got today from the Clippers for a guy like Ujiri, I would have done that. So I can't say it's going to be a horrendous move adding Leon Rose to be the president of this team, but I don't think I certainly am not, and most Knicks fans are not happy about it. I understand what Dave is saying. But come on, honestly, come cl- come on close. Turn, turn turn the volume up on the smartphone. Put the earbuds in a little tighter. Come on, look closer, look closer. You really think Toronto was going to allow you to have permission to talk to Messiah Jerry? Come on, come on, you all know better. And he's a free agent, not after this season, after next season, right? So what are we supposed to do as president? We're looking for a president. What are we supposed to do? None of these other guys, they're under contract for the, until the end of the season. The Knicks wanted to move. Why? Because they wanted to have their guy in place. In time. In time. To do the draft. I mean, I'll say this. At least they didn't allow Steve Mills to make this deal for Marcus Morris. So you give them credit for that. Okay? You give them credit for that. 
But clearly they wanted to have something in place so that uh, de facto Rose will be in place by the time the draft comes in and he'll have all the staff ready and this way you're totally prepared. There's, do you think the Knicks have, have the respect that people around the league are saying, hey, you know what, man, Jim Dolan and the Knicks are struggling. Let's, let's help him out. We, we, we can, we'll allow him to, to, to speak to these guys. Yeah, right. Sure they would. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Hey, hear the noise ain't nobody but me Get down. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Go back Thursday. Yeah, I've heard this in a while, right? Star child here. I see you over there. Put a cloud in your stride and a dip in your hip and come on to the mothership. 1 800 919 your thoughts on the Nick moves today. Oh, by the way, they won the game on the court. How about that? Yeah, they won. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the future. Hopefully, Alan Hahn from Bart and Hahn will join us. And, of course, we'll talk to you. And please participate in our poll question. At hardest to ESPN at ESPNNY98 underscore 7 FM. Back to the phones. Carlos is in the boogie down. Hey, Carlos, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing, Larry? Why are the Knicks playing so hard? <laughs> <laughs> they're playing you know why carlos is very simple they're playing teams that might be a little worse talent wise and, and execution wise than they are that's what's happening a and b he, he, here's the best part of this move though without marcus morris now maybe some of these young kids will get a chance to get some more playing time and that's what you need at this point in the year now we need to see what these young kids to see if they're learning anything to see if they get a chance to to progress and upgrade and, and get better and, and and they're playing. Um, they're not trading any of them. I can't believe they didn't trade any of the young guys. Well, this, you sure this is next? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, Carlos. This is this is the one thing that I will give Steve Mills credit for while he was here, and that was he said we're not trading our first round picks and we're not trading our young guys anymore. Can we get can we get a uh, like dice or something like that? Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Carlos, no, don't do that, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Derek in Harlem. You're next on 98.7. Yo, Larry, what's up? What's up, partner? Um, I think the Lakers are Derek? Derek? We lost him. He said Lakers, and then he disappeared. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas, and he's next on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Trey? What up, Larry? How you doing? Oh, well, um, I'm not mad at the moves, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with World Wide West. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm familiar with Mr. Rose's work slightly. I know he's a basketball guy, which is what we need. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to give up any assets to get none of these people. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. So, I mean, I guess we can be mad because we don't know, you know, the unknown is what, you know, what you don't know. Right. And everybody's afraid of that because we've been, as Knicks fans, we've been damn burned, man. We've been <laughs> incinerated. Yeah. We've been sliced up. 
Yeah, and it's tough, man. Especially like you know, Larry, you know us, you know, and I say us like you know I'm your age, but I'm a little younger. But you know, some of these kids that are 22, 23, they ain't never seen no win. No, Mm-mm. they ain't. They don't remember what it was like to be in the garden. I do. I was there in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So, this, wasn't, man, wasn't it oh, glorious? Man, mm. man, there was, was something to be. Just you, I could listen to all you and Uncle Spike talk about that for days, man, because it was and, – and, 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 and just the energy. And the, you know what's sad, Larry? The energy ain't going nowhere. No. No. You know, the it's still there. The fans are still showing up. The fans are still showing up in droves. Yeah. Everything. Hey, we support these guys. We buy the jerseys. Even though Kevin Durant says we ain't cool – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, I feel bad for the young for the for the younger fans, but there's there's a horizon. Yeah, there's something great on the horizon, man. These these guys are basketball guys. Look them up. They're basketball guys. They really are, and yeah. they're, they're not going to be the final say in what goes on. Right. These guys are going to hire the guys, and they're going to be able to hopefully attract some talent to come play here. And that's good. the main thing. Huh? Yeah, go ahead, Trey. The main thing for that is very simply is like you said, it's who they hire. Who's going to be the experienced people that they bring in? Because they under, right. Leon Rose understands that he does, he doesn't know anything he needs to know. He doesn't know everything he needs to know to be president of this team. Okay, so Absolutely. he'll bring in some other folks that have more experience. His general manager will probably be a guy that's got a lot of experience. And so they will work together, but at least, here is a scenario where you can at least see where there's a game plan. You see the game plan, and fortunately, you see, even though maybe he could have done it a little bit earlier for Rose, but at least he did not allow Steve Mills to make that trade today. Okay? Absolutely. So Rose will come in. He'll learn what's going on with the organization while he's there. All right? He'll watch Scott Perry. Is there a possibility Scott Perry can be here? He's slim, but you know, slim. slim yeah, yeah. But at least he's going to watch the operation, and then by watching it from the inside, he will know what needs to be done to make changes. The most important thing, Trey, is how much power did Jim Dolan give him? That's right. That's the question. That's right. How much mm-hmm. power? If he gave him the amount of power that he gave Phil Jackson. And Rose makes the right moves surrounding himself with people who understands what needs to be done. This could be good because, as I mentioned earlier, they got seven first-round picks over the next four years, I believe, Trey. That's right. That's four years. That's right. And we, seven picks. And we didn't, and we didn't give anything to, to – we gained today. Yeah. That's what I, I know. I, you know, I know it's the low-hanging fruit, Larry, to say, oh, man, you know, here we go again. Mm-hmm. The same old Knicks. This is not the same old Knicks, man. You just don't know the names. And right. I know everybody wanted Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, and you know, okay, I get and it. Listen, I get it. I, I, you still I may get them. And you you still, still may get them. This guy's the president. He's not the general manager. He's not the coach. He's going to put people in place that we could possibly use, man. And we got assets now. Now we got a place at the table. Before we standing outside the diner, Larry, and it's cold out there. The wind blowing. It's cold, and we watching people eat. We look like that damn scene in Trading Places. Yeah, right. Yeah, that boy was standing out there watching Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? Now we inside eating the escargot uh, too. So yes. now we just got to be patient. Let this man get in the building. Let him put his name on the door, and let, allow him 
to put a staff together, and it's going to be it's going to be uh, big on Steve Stout as well. We got a team. We got us a nice little team in there working in the garden now, man. Got to give him a chance, Larry. I was I had some trepidation as well, and I know Dave Rothbard. He kills me. He killed me this morning. Man, I was throwing my phone this morning. But <laughs> I understand his trepidation. But you yep. got to let this thing breathe a little bit, man. I I think this this might be okay, man. I agree, Trey. Now we can get some people to come play here, possibly. But let, and, and, and we got to wait for that too, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. We got to wait and see how this progresses. Because once again, if they put the people in place, but they make the wrong moves, you're still not going to have anybody come here. But at least you're looking at a scenario where you've got a guy in Stout who just left changing marketing and how the Nets look. Okay. He, he just left them. So you got a guy doing that. You've got a guy who understands what agents do and how to attract players and what players are looking for. Not saying he's going to bring his, I'm not saying he's going to bring his clientele here. Not saying that. But at least what you're doing is at least you can see where there's a game plan of things that can change. And I know you'd rather have a Presti or, you know, a Ujiri or, or, or a basketball name. Okay, but you can still get the basketball name at the GM spot. That's the thing. Tony's in the Bronx. Hey, Tony, you're next on 98.7. What's up, Larry? Long time no hear from my friend. Yeah, where you been, Tone? You know, I've been working, but, you know, I just came from the game. You know what? Sloppy, but a good win. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing, Larry. I've been a Knicks fan since 1969. All right? 69, 73, the 90s, the whole nine. My thing is this. We need something that is franchise altering. Mm-hmm. Altering. And I mean, we need a franchise altering player. And mm-hmm. the only thing out there that is franchise altering is Zion Williamson. And I don't care what has to happen. I don't care what has to be done. But that has to happen because, once again, we are always, like my man said, looking outside. And the state of New York basketball is sad, Larry. It's sad. And we have not had a superstar since Patrick Ewing. Yeah. I mean, Carmelo is cute. That was nice. I mean, a bona fide, hey, I can build around this person right here. And one of the keys is we have one of his best friends on the team. Work that angle. But they have to get, we need that duo. And a lot of times what tends to happen is we get kind of sort of, oh, that's cute, that's nice. Mm -hmm. But we don't get that. He is franchise altering. And I am hoping that, like you said, we have some kind of a plan. Because before this, Larry, we had no plan. Nope. And you could tell we had no plan, Tony. Thanks for the phone call. You could tell. You could tell. Like this, like during this off season, there was a plan. And then when the plan went south, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy, what are we going to do now? But once again, at least Marcus Morris was not a multi-year deal. So you could move him, expiring contract. He goes, he helps somebody, and if he really wants to come back, if he really loves it here, like he says, and he goes back, because, listen, Clippers are going deep into the postseason. And if they should win and you resign him, let's say you resign him, hypothetically, and he comes back, now he comes back as an experienced guy who's got hardware, 
who helps you train your young guys to say, hey, this is what it takes to win the championship. That's what you want. This is ESPN New York Tonight. It's just absolutely maddening. The Knicks are done for the evening. Time for the ride home. Wally's mad at me because I'm getting on the Grand Central when he's not reading the signs that say that there are two lanes closed by the Clearview. Oh, okay. Why didn't you take the Grand Central? You know, if you just let me finish. See, but I told you he was in a bad mood. You're driving home with Alan and Wally. Hello, Harry. On ESPN New York Tonight. We love it when he has a chance to join us after, wow, a big day on and off the court for the Knicks. They got a win tonight. We haven't even talked about that because of the news that went on earlier today. He is part of our new tag team in the afternoon of Bart Scott and Alan Hahn. He is Alan Hahn, and he joins us now here on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Alan. Hey, Larry. How are you? I'm doing great. Let me ask you a question before we get into basketball. How often do you now drive uptown to look at your big billboard on Broadway and then come back downtown and go home? Is there a billboard on Broadway? Yes, there is. Think of anybody listening. If anybody's listening and can take a picture of it and tweet it at me, I'd appreciate it because I need to. I, I want to show my mom. <laughs> Your mom would be very proud. I, I made it, Ma. You I'm made on it. Broadway. You're on Broadway. That's pretty cool, though. Well, you've been on That's Broadway. Cool. Go check that out. You've been on Broadway for a while. To, I need to see it. Yeah. I need to see it. That's pretty cool. There, there was a there was a billboard so. Uh, years ago, there was a uh, uh, a Han Humpty Canny billboard that was outside a Lincoln a Lincoln Tunnel, uh-huh. and I know somebody took a picture of that and sent it to me. And then there was the coolest one. I mean, I don't know if this is even worth a conversation, but I started it. The coolest thing I've ever seen was on the marquee at the Garden. Me and and Pietro. Oh, that's outstanding. Oh, that, when that's MSG the best. used to carry our show. Yeah, and yeah. So we had that Han and Humpty on MSG, oh. and they put it up on the. Like, when you see yourself on the MSG marquee, oh. I mean, that's one of those, you know, made it, Ma. On the Mecca. On the Mecca. Cool. Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah. That's great. And I'm that guy standing on 7th Avenue, like, waiting for it to roll, wrap around to come back to my – and I've like, got my camera – my phone is – You're videoing looking, it. Like, You're videoing you it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, you got it on video. You got it on the loop. <laughs> yeah. Alan? That's pretty cool, though. I See if Bart will take a picture of it. Absolutely, so. absolutely. All right, Alan, lot to get, lot, lot to talk about. Let's get started. Leon Rose, yeah. I texted you today yeah. and I said, CAA back again. Um, it, it's <laughs> it's it's unconventional for the Garden, but you know what, Alan, I, I'm not upset by it. I I think it's, I think it's from hanging out with you at night. This thinking out of the box. This is the Knicks thinking out of the box. Yeah. Um, the more information I'm gathering about it. The, the better I'm feeling. I, um, I, I felt like you need somebody that's got some connections because what did we learn in the last free agency is that you just didn't really have any real relationships with anybody. You tried to make relationships, but you could just tell. I mean, look at the way Kyrie spoke about it. Look at the way KD spoke about it. You know, Kemba Walker, like the different players that said, they, you know, there was just no ambition to come play for this group. Why? I, you know, I mean, they're not bad people. It's just they just didn't seem to inspire, um, you know, uh, any motivation. And, and I don't think they just, you know, it, you got to have somebody that knows people. Leon Rose knows people. He's been he's been an agent for some of the biggest names in the game. He's been doing it for a very long time. And, and I know you're a Mets fan. This is not a, a Brody Van Wagen in personality. He's not the type of guy that likes to be out front. He's always been a behind the scenes, low key kind of guy. 
You know, like he's never been an agent that wants to be quoted or see his name in the paper. That that says a lot to me. So now, of course, what you want to see is where does he go from here? Because he's not the final piece, and he's not going to be the face of the franchise. He's not even going to be the GM. So what I want to see is what kind of people is he going to now bring in? And the, the, I felt good when I was told this by somebody today. Number one, they're going to, you know, he's going to rebuild the front office. Number two, the idea is you have an unlimited budget to spend. Get the best. Go out and get the best people. And if you've been an agent for 20 years, you kind of know, right, who, who are the best GMs, who are the best scouts, who are the best talent evaluators. You know because it's your job to know as an agent. So I think that's going to be interesting to see. How does he build this? What kind of people does he bring in? And, you know, how do they go from here? And most importantly, Larry, you know what, what I think is the most important hire. That's the head coach. Yeah. Who is that going to be? Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, Frank Isola was on with uh, Spain and Company early and talked about how very close he is, Rose being, meaning, Rose, how very close he is to Tom Thibodeau, who also has been yep. a name that's popped up yep. from time to time. We also know he's been pretty close with Mark Jackson and, and Van Gundy. So, you know, those yep. are names that people like, Nick fans like. And you know, it, it's going to be who's the GM, who's going to be the coach, who's going to be the sabermetrics guy, who's going to be the cap guy. You know, it's it's the yep. people around him. So while we know and we understand that he doesn't have the experience, Alan, in being a president of a basketball franchise, he knows people who knows how to do that, and he'll hire them and he'll exactly. surround himself with them. Right, that's what you want to see: is does he surround himself with the best? And remember, he, you know, you don't become as successful as he became by by not knowing anything. He knows the inner workings of teams and how front offices are supposed to work. He, you know, he's been around long enough to know what's supposed to happen, and the rest of it, of course, you know, he's got to figure out by hiring the best people. But you mentioned Tom Thibodeau. That certainly is a name that they, they are close. You know, that's one. Uh-huh. Uh, you mentioned also Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy. And I do think those are names now that become more real than I think they've ever been before. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of times I've brought up Jeff's name. I feel like it, it's, it just completes the circle. I think it, you know, it, it, it's, you know, things went wrong for the franchise. Things went wrong for the franchise when I have a guy riding a bike towards me and he just basically rode right in front of me. Wow. Like, is that the new right of way when you just literally ride towards a car and then cut in front of the car as the car's turning? Did you stop? That's amazing. No, I had to eventually, otherwise I would have killed him. Oh, okay. But I just wanted you to know that's why I paused. It's a good job Um, out of you. Van Van Gundy's a name that, Larry, I feel like it just, it completes, it, 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 you know, it's unfinished business in my opinion, right? Like, he left... He regretted leaving. He said it many times how he regretted it. Uh, you know, a lot of people that have said that, he, you know, it's a job that I think he would definitely want. I know that, that Jim Dolan and he, that there's no there's no issues between them, uh, that anything that might have been an issue between them is long gone. And so it just, it would be such a great story on mm-hmm. many levels. And on top of it, I mean, come on, he's New York's coach. Everybody loves him, Right. Players can still relate to him. He's been in the league. He's seen, you know, he's he's obviously been on the broadcast, so he's he's been very closely involved in the league. He can coach. We know that. And I just think it it would add to uh, more of that feeling of the franchise. You have now a guy that can talk to the media, that people trust, that you know he can coach, that's a leader. Um, and it closes a circle, I think, that still is left un, unfinished. 
I, I just feel like it's the it's a logical move. It's a great move, and, and I'm just really hoping that that's the coach they go with. And by the way, he has a relationship with Mike Miller, mm-hmm. and Mike Miller has done a nice job, believe it or not. I mean, he's 12 and 18. That's, that's pretty good, all yeah. things considered. Absolutely. And after today's win, you know, and who's to say that Jeff Van Gundy doesn't say, you know what, Mike Miller deserves to stay here, mm-hmm. and, and keeps him on the staff. So it's a lot of good little stories about it. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, and I think I might just try to speak it into existence. I hear you. Alan Hahn from Bart and Hahn joining us here on ESPN New York tonight. All right, Alan, three quick hits. Yep. Uh, Houston going small ball. You buy it? Well, I buy that they want to do it. I don't know if it's going to work, but, boy, that's uh, it's an incredible. Did you see that James Harden took the tip against uh, Isn't that amazing? <laughs> what does that say about it's McGee? incredible. <laughs> Yeah, right. But look, they, they they believe they can win this way, and we'll see if they can. Very, very strange, though. Very strange. Iguodala to Miami. Does does that, with the way the Sixers look, are they second best in the East right now, Alan? Uh, it's a great question, Larry. I love the move for Miami because it's a great well, It's one good team and no one else. And I think it's like, you know, they look at it like, let's take a shot at this thing. We've got Adebayo's really good. Obviously, Jimmy Butler, they've got some tough guys who play on the wing. That's the team you don't want to play in the playoffs, especially early on. They have some shooting that should make, you know, they have some young guys, though, that are going to be tested. But when you look at the East, just like you said, the Sixers look like they're a little spotty. The Celtics are, you know, they're okay. The Heat have said they can get into that 2-3 bracket and avoid the Bucks till the conference final. They're a pretty tough team. That's a very interesting move by them. Does D'Angelo Russell put a smile on uh, Town's face? Yeah, you know that's the <laughs> one that got me today. I gotta admit, Larry, that's the one that got me because you know you know I always say don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Yep. Yeah, I fell for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> like I fell for the whole idea that you know the the, the, the rumors and you know, other people who say it to the Knicks. You know, are going to make a play for D'Angelo Russell, and I'm and I, you know me, I've been talking about Carl Anthony Towns for a while now. Yes, you have, and I thought, well, you get D'Lo, and then this summer you get Carl Anthony Towns to tell Minnesota, you know what, I'm done, I'm out, I want to get out of here, and force a trade, and now we're cooking, right? Yeah. And then, then that then that Minnesota deal goes down, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah, I, I think he's got to be happy now. They're both on long term contracts, and now it's up to them to prove they can win together and. Players that fit around them. So does that mean? Last thing, Alan. So does that mean that even though Rose is uh, Towns' agent, that he's not coming? Well, no, he's, he's in a long-term <laughs> deal, and what would be his reason for forcing a trade? Uh huh. But can I can can I can I leave you with a tease? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know who else was Leon was a Leon Rose um, uh, client? Who? That'd be Devin Booker. I like him. Can I mention that Devin Booker is averaging 27 points a game, couldn't get enough votes, let alone any other coaches to vote him into the All-Star game? Three straight years, he's averaging over 20 a game. He shoots over 50%. He can't sniff an All-Star appearance. And Phoenix is obviously nowhere near being able to contend in the West. When does he say, you know what, I've kind of had it here. I need to go to a bigger market because I could be a bigger star in a bigger market. That would be nice. Let's see. Devin like Booker, that. seven first-round picks in four years. <laughs> uh, little money. Things that look, I feel a little better right now. I don't have to talk to you. I feel a little better. Yeah, you got, a little you bit know, better. Like, like I said, there's, 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 let, let's see 
how this is built, yep. piece by piece, and we'll see what direction this is going in. And let's hope this time, finally, they got it right. <laughs> Alan Hahn, who will join Bart Scott tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. They'll break it down for you. Alan just gave you a little tease. He'll, give, he'll go in depth tomorrow as soon as he passes by his uh, beautiful billboard on 50th and Broadway. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's Throwback Thursday on ESPN New York Tonight. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also on Twitter at hardest the ESPN at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Our Twitter poll question tonight: Do you believe Leon Rose is the right choice as Nick president? Fifty six percent of you say no. Forty three percent of you say yeah, we like it. Hmm. My nephew Jay Blaze NYC. It's got to be my nephew because he always calls me Uncle L. With team leader Morris gone, do you think other vets and even Miller could be out for me? Meaning, you know, I want my own stats and want my more wins. Which become detrimental to young guys, minutes, and development and overall locker room morale for the rest of the season. No, I don't think so. I, 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 I still think that because of the talent, lack of veteran talent, especially in the forecourt, I think that R.J. Barrett's going to get some playing time. I think Mitchell Robinson's going to get playing time. I heard uh, Steve Cohen and Brendan uh, Brown talk about it on the broadcast here on 98.7 ESPN where uh, Coach Miller said he was trying to get Robinson's minutes up to like high 20s, low 30s. So they're looking to increase because they understand with new people coming in, like Leon Rose, like the other folks that's in the organization, they have to see what they have. With these young players. So I think the young players are going to get some more playing time. Having said that, I don't know if that translates into Alonzo Trier getting more playing time because I still can't figure out why he has been in a, he's not in the doghouse. He's under the doghouse. Also on Twitter, uh, BJ Bold UC says risky, non-traditional pick, as was Phil Jackson. What does Leon think about the triangle offense? I think Leon, well, I disagree with you. I don't think Phil Jackson was, um, was an unconventional pick. I think because of the fact that he had championships as a coach and coaching champions and understanding what it takes to win, you do have talent. You do need to know what talent looks like. And while he did not have the experience of having been president of basketball operations before, he did have the, you know, he did play the game and he was around basketball and he coached. So I think that's why I don't consider that an unconventional hire. This is more unconventional than I think Phil Jackson was. Uh, Elf user 631, I voted yes for Rose only because at this point, I just don't give a damn. I'm over it. I do like the Morris trade. One-year rental got us assets, and we might be able to get him back next year as a free agent. I love his bravado. A lot of people did. 
Uh, Rock, I would have rather Rich Paul, but, you know, he can't be worse than Mill. So those are just a couple of the folks weighing in on Twitter. Let's see what you guys have to say on the phones. Sean in the Bronx, thanks for holding. You're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry, how you doing? What's up, Sean? Uh, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. Um, my first time calling your show, but I listen to you all the time. I think you're great. I appreciate you, and, and call again. Okay, no problem. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, um, just make some, just like three key points, and then I, I just want to hear what you have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I've, I've, um, I've been a Knicks fan for a very, very long time, and uh, I go back from the Jordan, you know, all the tough times with, with, with Jordan and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I had a good time watching Spreewell in Houston and, and the run and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, man. Win or lose, I don't care. I'm, I'm still watching, and it's painful right now. And it's painful for a lot of Knicks fans, but when this team turns around and they start winning, all that pain is going to go away. Okay, so I'm gonna just so I mean that's enough of that emotional stuff. <laughs> but um, I really feel like the Knicks have been paying the price because Pat Riley asked them just to give him a little bit more power, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to give it to him. He went to Miami and he asked for the same power. Mm-hmm. And they gave it to him, and it turned out for championships for them when it's supposed to be for championships for us. And we've been paying ever since. And I think it's because of our egocentric minds. Some of us, New York, a lot of New Yorkers, let's, let's be honest, Larry, sometimes New Yorkers, we can have egocentric minds where we got to have this, this spotlight on us, and we don't want to let nobody else shine sometimes. And I think that's what goes on at the Garden, and they didn't want to do it for Pat Riley. And Miami did, and we've been suffering ever since. Okay, that's one point. Number two, um, I like Lee, I like this I like this uh, opportunity right now for Leon. I want to see what he can do. I got confidence in this. I think James Dolan has been giving people an opportunity to to, to show what they can do and turn this thing around. And they just been nobody's just been doing it. But I just uh, I, you know I feel like maybe Leon. I got my fingers crossed. Let's see what he can do. Okay, we all do, Sean. Thanks for the phone call and make sure you call again, my friend. We all do. And listen, you know, on the surface, I understand. In theory, you want a basketball guy. All right, you want a basketball guy as the president. But it's okay if you have a basketball guy as your general manager. And you've got a guy as president that can maybe follow up a phone call or do some other things. I'm very curious to see how this works out. I'm very curious to see. I am. Because it's 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 not the conventional Nick way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not. So I'm, I'm curious. And for me, I'm going to be optimistic as a Nick fan. And as a host, I'm watching carefully. As Alan just mentioned, and we agree, I want to see who he brings in. That's what's going to be the main thing for me. Who's on his team to make this team better? Mike's in Queens. Hey, Mike, you're next. Good evening, Larry. How are you? Hey, Mike. I'm doing good, man. Uh, before I get to the Knicks, uh, the only bright spot anywhere uh, in New York sports, uh, Keith Abello of the Islanders, two games, three points, two goals tonight. At least we have them. Go Isles. I have to win this state. What was that? I said go Isles. 
Yeah, uh, and uh, <clears throat> the Knicks. Uh, you look at their history. I mean, Larry, I'm not a Knicks fan. I gave up years ago, so I, I don't care. This this move could fail miserably. And I'll just. Well, I mean, I could use the kind of amusement, so I kind of hope it does fail because I, I could use a good laugh. But uh, we saw with uh, the whole Mets of uh, Brody Van Wagenen uh, hiring a, hiring an agent. Probably a very stupid idea, but. When the owner is Dolan, who's not that smart, you can trick him very easily. So, but I would have preferred a basketball guy. And I get it; he's an agent; he knows the game. But can we have someone that's been in, you know, a front office position with with a resume? Because Larry, when a team's been struggling for decades, to give a guy a chance is just you don't have time for that. Okay, it's and if they had a good season, if if they want something, then okay, give this guy a chance. But when they lose year after year. There's no more time for chances. It's a, it's it's about we need to do it. So I know the guy with the resume, but yeah, you know, give, give him a chance. If he fails, I'll just laugh. And dear God, please fail so I could laugh once again in my life. All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Once again, I understand the comparison to Brody, but unlike Brody, Leon Rose is not the GM. He's not the guy that's going to be making the trades. Brody is. And that's a whole other story for another show. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.